if you believe in the value of what you do, you've done your homework, you've got something of value to offer. I would argue if you're not reaching out to your prospects, you're doing them a disservice. Um, that you almost, it's like you have a moral obligation to let the right people know about this. So if you approach it from that perspective that you have something of value to offer, why wouldn't someone be willing to at least talk to you? I'm, I'm not saying everybody's going to be your client, but right. they wouldn't even be willing to talk to you. That doesn't make any sense. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm serial entrepreneur and investor, Emmy Kirshner, and I'm known for sprinkling just a little bit of glitter throughout the streets of Philadelphia and on the stages that I speak while I help creative entrepreneurs stop struggling as the overworked admin in their business and become the CEO of their multi-six and seven-figure businesses. What has fascinated me over the years are the stories of success and failure that courageous entrepreneurs who have put it all on the line face as they change lives, disrupt industries, and become incredible leaders themselves. So if you're looking for a community of engaged entrepreneurs and you'd love to get some resources and tools that can help you fast track your business, I invite you to join the Tribe of Leaders Facebook group. The link is in the show notes if you want to connect with us. And of course, the group is free to join. Hey, everybody. On today's show, our guest is known as the queen of cold calling. Wendy Weiss is an author, speaker, sales trainer, and sales coach. And I am so excited to have her on today because she is going to be sharing her expertise in lead gen, cold calling, and new business development, which I know if you are a new or very established business owner and entrepreneur, whether you are just starting out with yourself being the, the solo salesperson or you're developing your sales team, there are gaps in your sales process that Wendy is going to be able to help you close and improve your revenue. She's also going to share with us how ballet has taught her everything that she needs to know in leadership and business. And that is even more exciting, I think, than the sales part because there's such a journey there. So Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. Share with us a little bit about your background and how you went from ballet you know, to being a sales coach, because in my head, I can understand being an entrepreneur, but sales to me seems like such a different part of the brain than the ballet part. Well, thank you for asking that question. And it, it is true. I was never supposed to be a sales trainer or a coach. I was supposed to be a ballerina. Actually, my first career was I danced in a ballet company. But when I was uh, about 17, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I moved to New York City where I still live and work. And I moved here to dance. I studied at the Joffrey Ballet School. And after a while, like every artist in New York City, I needed a day job. I got really tired of waiting on tables. So I uh, got a job with a telemarketing agency that did business development. And it turned out I was good at it, which was a complete surprise because ballet dancers, we don't talk. We right. just dance. 
Right. Your expression is through your body. Body, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of thought in every small move. It's a very creative process to me. Exactly. So, you know, I did that day job for a while. And then eventually, a couple of years later, um, I needed another day job. And I actually said to myself, you know, well, when do you know how to prospect? Do you know how to cold call? Because they taught me at that day job. And I went out and I got myself some clients that I represented and I did business development for them. It was actually one of those first clients that dubbed me the queen of cold calling because I found so many opportunities for him. And then from there, I segued into the business that I have today. And the business that I have today is working with business owners, working with sales teams, working with people that need to develop new business. And I feel like I'm doing something that's really important especially now. It's hard. Uh, It's hard out there. The point that I do want to make for any of you, if you're a business owner and you're struggling with this, or you manage a team and they're not producing the way you want them to be producing, you know, I was really lucky. Um, There is this myth out there about the born salesperson, and somehow there are these people out there that are just born knowing what to do. It's a myth. I'm not a born salesperson. I was lucky. I got that day job. They taught me this skill. They coached me. They held my hand while I executed. And learning this skill enabled me to build a business. Good news for anybody that's struggling, whether you're a business owner or you're managing a team, Mm -hmm. this is a communication skill. It can be learned. Yeah, absolutely. What were some of the skills that you learned first in that first day job? Well, in that first day job... They gave me a script. They gave me the list of people to call and they gave me a script. And the first time I went through the script, I sounded God awful. They practiced with me and uh, until I could just sound like myself. And then I would get on the phone and they would listen to my calls and they would say, okay, well, you know, next time if they say this, you're going to say that. So this actually ties back to what I learned in ballet class. Okay. What I learned in ballet class is warm up, Mm -hmm. rehearse, perform. That's what I learned in ballet class. So you warm up, you do all the things that you have to do. You don't just run out on stage. You got to warm up first, do all the things you need to do to get set up so that you don't hurt yourself. So in that first job, they gave me, they had done that. They gave me the list. They gave me the script. After you've done that, well, you don't just run out on stage and make stuff up. You've been rehearsing. So they practiced with me. And only then after you've done your warm up and your rehearsal, that's when you do the performance. The problem with prospecting, with cold calling, with business development is most people just jump to picking up the phone and winging it. Right. And that doesn't work. Right. And don't you find that the warm up, rehearse, and perform applies to really all areas of business? Because I see entrepreneurs, like they want to create a product, an offering, a service, whatever, and they want to do, like their heads are moving really fast and they want to do it fast and get it out. And there's something to be said about implementing quickly and not working on all the details, but you still have to work out some of the kinks before you throw it out to the world, right? Always, whatever it is you're doing, warm up, rehearse, perform. Right. That's amazing. It's It's a very simple three-step system. Yeah. Yeah. So what was next for you from a sales perspective 
Once you moved to the second day job and you had mastered the warm up, rehearse and perform. I was doing business development on behalf of my clients and they started asking me, can you teach us how to do this? They really thought it was a, it's like a miracle. It was a big mystery to them. How do you do this? Because they would struggle. So I thought about it and I said, well, yes, I can. But then what I had to do was my warm up. I had to take a step back because I'd had that training and it had at this point, it you know, had been many years previously and I had just kind of internalized it because that's what you do when you rehearse mm -hmm. and you do something over and over again. And so I had to take a step back and it actually made me write a book. My first book was called Cold Calling for Women. The subtitle was Opening Doors and Closing Sales. It came out in 2000. Mm -hmm. And it was a book about how ballet, how cold calling is just like ballet. And, but in writing that book, I had to do an outline. I had to put everything together so that I could then teach my clients what at that point I was doing almost intuitively because I'd been doing it so long. Right. Okay. So I have to ask you because I've done cold calling a long time ago for a financial services company back when there were the yellow pages and phone books. And I also took jazz lessons growing up. So you're going to have to tie the cold calling and dance together. What the correlation is for you, like how does dance relate to cold calling? This is about communication and dancing is about communication. When you're a dancer, if you are performing choreography, I mean, the choreographer gives you the steps. Mm -hmm. And you then have to not only execute those steps, but make them meaningful and make them your own. So when you are speaking with a prospect, and I'm a very strong believer in scripting, and my definition of the word script means if you think before you talk. But when you look at what, what that script is, one of the exercises we take our clients through is we'll look at, at a script just kind of line by line and then we'll say, well, what, what are we trying to communicate in, when we say this? How can you say that to communicate what you just told me that you're trying to communicate? What's right. the emphasis that you want to place on a particular word or a particular phrase? Mm -hmm. And that's just like what you do when you're dancing. You slow down. Do you make it bigger? Do you make it smaller? How do you weave the steps together to make it into a whole that communicates whatever it is you're trying to communicate? It's exactly the same. I love it. I love it. And you know what I'm finding really interesting? I interviewed Donna Flagg. She started her career as a ballet dancer and now has created this company called Lastix that's based on movements from ballet that help people who have injuries, et cetera, recover, and then a product line too. And it sounds like just the process and the structure and the embodiment of ballet is such an amazing starting place for becoming an incredible leader in business and being able to take those experiences and transfer them into other areas. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things that's, that's always been very interesting to me about this topic is a lot of people are very, they're afraid of rejection. People say stupid, stupid stuff about this topic. One of the stupid things they say is it's about getting used to the rejection or dealing with the no's and the hangups going through them until somebody says yes to you, which is completely ridiculous and who wants to do that. But when you're a dancer, 
you have this end goal in mind. It takes you 10 years to train as a ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. And you might be a really, really talented dancer, but if you don't go to ballet class every single day for 10 years, you're not dancing in a ballet company. Right. And you have to apply and perform an audition. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the pitch right there. Yeah. And you know what? When you go to a dance audition, most of the time they don't let you dance. They right. just look at you. And if you don't have the right look, they eliminate you. And then the people that are left, the dancers that are left that have the right look, you know, you're the right size, you can fit the costume. Maybe they're looking for a certain hair color. I cut my hair. I never got another dance job. I used to have really long hair. You kind of get used to it. If you want to dance, you have to take the long view. That is just part of the process. Nobody has ever died going to dance auditions. I don't believe anybody's ever died making cold calls. And if you do it well, you don't get rejected. So let's dive into that a little bit. How can people learn to cold call well and do it well so that they're not getting rejected? It really goes back to the warm up. The first thing that we do when we're working with clients, the very first thing that we do is we help them micro-target. It's not open up the yellow pages and call anybody. It really is an examination of your market. Who are the best fit for you in your market with your offering? Mm -hmm. So it's not call everybody. It's figure out who are the best bets, and those are the ones you're going to contact. So that's always where we start. And then once you've done that, then you have to start to think about the messaging, the scripts. And what most people do when they're making these calls is they talk about what all the things they do, but nobody really cares what you do. They care how they're gonna be better off when you finish. So that's what you have to talk about. And so we take our clients through a process to really analyze the outcomes. So that's what you can talk about when you're, when you're making your calls. And when you get it right, prospects listen to what you have to say. You ask for an appointment, they go, okay, and they open up their calendars and book an appointment. It really is that simple. But when you get it wrong, it doesn't work. We're talking to, just to clarify, with cold calling, you're referring to actually picking up the phone and calling people, not text messaging them or emailing them or... Well, that can be a part of it. We actually teach a step-by-step system where if you can't reach them, you leave them a voicemail, you send them an email, and we script everything. Mm -hmm. We help our clients figure out all the messaging for everything because it is hard to get people on the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, So we need some mechanisms to get people to respond. However, there's actual research. It was done at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business just a couple of years ago, they tested written communication, like a text or an email or social media post or a letter. Uh, They tested that against spoken communication, like when you're face-to-face with someone, you're on a Zoom call um, or on the phone or maybe even uh, a voicemail. Okay. What they found was if people hear you talk, even if it's just on a voicemail, they think you're smarter. And they're more likely to take action on whatever it is you're talking about. We call it a voicemail campaign, which is voicemail and email. We help our clients put these together. It's like a drip campaign for voicemail and email. 
what we have found is that if we only send the emails, the response rate goes down. Mm -hmm. And if we do both voicemail and email, the response rate is higher. I'm always advising my clients to get people on the phone, like stop trying to sell them through messenger or a social post. And not that Facebook ads aren't valuable, but you want to talk to people so that you can overcome their objections more effectively. And really to build the rapport and the trust and everything else, you can only do that by speaking to somebody, whether it's Zoom or phone or, you know, someday, hopefully in person again. A lot of people get very hung up on the concept of cold calling. I like to think of it as introductory calling. You're calling to introduce yourself. But here's the thing, it's a very foundational skill. So if you have people that are contacting you through your website, they fill out the form mm -hmm. and you call them up and they don't know what you're talking about, or they say, oh, we're all set. Or you've got somebody that's opening all your emails and you reach out to them and they're like, oh, we were just looking, we'll call you if we need you. That's a communication problem. Right. And you need the foundational skill of knowing cold callings about getting someone's attention quickly mm -hmm. and their willingness to engage with you. Right. That's what it's about. And you need that. We salespeople have made up this concept of warm calls, but prospects don't think they're warm. They just think, is this person saying anything that I think is particularly interesting and that I want to listen to? And if the answer is no, they won't engage and it won't matter how many of your emails they opened up. Exactly, exactly. And for somebody who feels really uncomfortable, whether you know they're running their business and doing their sales or they're building sales teams, some of their sales teams are um, hesitant about reaching out. How can somebody get more comfortable with cold calling? Well, the first thing, and we have seen this over and over and over again in our programs, when you have a system that you are following, a process, mm -hmm. in other words, you've done your warm-up, so you have that micro-targeted list of the best bit that's for you in your market, you've created the messaging that's going to resonate, that's complex, but it's very doable, you've done your rehearsal, you've, you've practiced, and you know what you're going to do every step along the path because you have learned this skill, a lot of the fear goes away. And that's what we see over and over and over again in our programs is sometimes people will come to the program and at the beginning, they're really nervous, they're uncomfortable. By the end of the program, we do our, our core program is called 3X Appointments. And we call it 3X because people routinely triple their numbers. That is triple the number of qualified appointments. Right. And we do it over three months. At the end of three months, we ask people, what's changed for you? They go, ah, oh, I just call up my prospect and I get them on the phone and I say what I have to say. And then they book a meeting. They become really blasé. Right. Because when you've got that system, everything changes. Mm -hmm. Do you find too that the mindset, once they start to have comfort around sales shifts too? Because I know a lot of my people are always concerned about being pushy or too aggressive. Once I shift that for them and they really start enjoying it, having fun and reaching out and connecting with people and really being able to serve their people and their audience in a whole new level. Yeah, the mindset here is so vitally important. And I know that a lot of people do worry about being pushy or being too aggressive or 
all the other things people worry about. The way I think about it is if you've done your homework, you've done that warm up. Yeah. You're, you're only going to be reaching out to people that you believe from the information you've been able to get, you believe that you can help them. You're right. not opening up the phone book. If you believe in the value of what you do, you've done your homework, you've got something of value to offer. I would argue if you're not reaching out to your prospects, you're doing them a disservice. Mm -hmm. um, that you almost, it's like you have a moral obligation to let the right people know about this. And so if you approach it from that perspective that you have something of value to offer, why wouldn't someone be willing to at least talk to you? I'm, I'm not saying everybody's gonna be your client. They wouldn't even be willing to talk to you. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I mean, even from my own experiences, you know, the one buying, I want to talk to people with certain things that I may not be ready to buy at the moment, but I want the information so that I can compare with what I have now. Yeah. And what we teach, what a lot of people do when they're cold calling or they're prospecting is the language that they use. Most people create the problems they have by what they are saying. You, okay. you might not even realize that what you're saying is actually creating the problem. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will use language that the prospect interprets to mean that you want them to make a buying decision or a hiring decision now. Right. And they're not gonna do that. Yeah. So the language we use is I'd like to introduce myself, which is a very low key word. I'd like to introduce myself, my company, my product, my service. Yeah. It's, it's an introduction. It's not give me your credit card right this instant. Right. If you happen to want to do that, fantastic. My definition of the word appointment is that the prospect agrees to have an in-depth conversation with you so that right. there's give and take. Right. And do you feel like most business owners understand that taking somebody from the call, while some people will close right there, there's usually multiple steps or multiple touch points. Exactly. And what that looks like varies. Exactly. And the comparison I like to make, this is like dating. If you want to go on a date with someone, you have to ask them. Yeah, and you don't go on the date until they say, yes, I'll go on the date with you. Right. So your cold call, you're just asking for the date. Yeah. You like to have a cup of coffee with me. That's all you're doing. Right. Let's get to know each other. Let's get to know each other. Yeah. And so, you know, step one is you ask for the date. And then step two is you actually go on the date. And then maybe after that, there are additional dates or not. But step one is just enable the date. So that's what we're doing. When you reach out to a prospect on a cold call, you're just saying, I'd like to introduce myself personally. I'd like to have a conversation with you. What right. does your calendar look like? That's it. No buying decision. That'll right. come later. And that simplifies it too. Yeah. What do you suggest for people who are just starting to really be consistent with their lead gen and how they track that? We recommend is to make some calls every single day. Because it is what, what a lot of people do is they say, I don't have any time right now. 
So I'm going to spend next Tuesday, all day, I'm going to make phone calls. That's all I'm going to do on Tuesday, except Tuesday comes around and you're busy and you've got other stuff to do and you don't make any calls. So then you say, well, I'll do it the following Tuesday. So you're really better off just pick a number that is manageable for you. I'm going to dial the phone five times a day, or I'm going to dial the phone 20 times a day or whatever your number is. Right. And then just do it. Put it on your calendar. Um, that's your sacred calling time. That's how you're going to build your business. So we had somebody, he's just finishing up uh, one of our programs now, one of our 3X appointments program. And he enrolled himself in the program. He's a business owner. And after he'd been in the program for a few weeks, he called me up in a panic and he was, I don't think I can do this. I'm going to drop out. And so I said to him, do you think, Jeff, that you would be able to dial the phone five times a day? Cliche is hundreds of dials every day, hundreds and hundreds. So I said, Jeff, could you dial the phone five times, five times every day? And he said, yes, I think I could do that. So he stayed in the program and he does five dials every single day. That's 25 a week. He sets two, three, four appointments every single week. He has a very high ticket sale. Mm -hmm. That's all he needs. Yeah. It takes him, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes a day. And that's what I love is that I think people think that they have to do hundreds and hundreds and depending on what your product or service is, maybe that is the number that you need, but to just get your feet wet, the consistency piece is the most important part. Yeah. And you're better off doing that five a day, five a day, five a day, and being consistent with it than what you said, the all day Tuesday, because I don't know if you've experienced the same thing I have when my clients have done that they get partway through Tuesday and then they're like maxed out from energy output. That's hard work. Yeah. Especially if you're not used to it. Yeah. So you're just do a little bit every single day. And if you think about it, five dials a day, it's 25 dials a week. That's a hundred dials a month. By the end of the year, that's over a thousand calls you've made. And yeah. if you get one or two appointments every single week from doing that, by the end of the year, that's what, 100 appointments, mm -hmm. 75 to 100 appointments, what would happen to your business? Exactly. And your close ratio will go up because you're consistent, because you're consistently having the conversations. I'd like to revisit, I had said earlier that people create the problems mm -hmm. that they hear. And when you set up the appointment correctly, when you have this skill set, it makes it more likely that you are going to close. And I wanna give you an example. We have somebody just finished the program, commercial insurance producer. His manager enrolled him in the program. And early on, he said to me, I don't have a problem getting appointments. My problem is the underwriters because every time um, I have an opportunity, I go to the underwriters, the pricing's too high. I'm not getting the client because of the underwriters and our pricing is too high. Mm -hmm. So I said to him, okay, what are you saying to get the appointment? What he was saying to get the appointment was, I'd like to see if I could save you some money on your insurance. Mm -hmm. Now, he knew he couldn't do that. Right. But that's what he was saying. So he was actually creating the problem, not a, not a problem getting appointments. He was getting appointments. He was creating the problem of not getting the client right. by right. what he was saying. 
So we helped him create a different script. There are a lot of business problems. He was a commercial right. producer, a lot of business problems that are solved by having the right insurance. We helped him talk about that. So now he's not only getting appointments, he's getting clients, which is the point. Right. That is the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And that simple shift make a big, big difference in closing more people. Yes. Yeah. This has been so amazing. I mean, you've given so much value and I've loved chatting with you. Um, I know that you have a really cool guide that for people who are like starting to hear this and like, oh, I can really up my sales game in 2021. This might be a great way for me to get started. Can you share what that is? Absolutely. That's my business owner's guide to getting more qualified appointments when their prospects are all completely freaking out. Um, and, <laughs> I love that. And uh, the subtitle is 12 Steps that you can take today to start getting more sales. Okay, awesome. And where can people get that? Um, well, didn't we send you a link and aren't you going to post it along with this? I am, we, I am. Okay. It's, it's on your website, right? It's also on my website, which is coldcallingresults.com. Okay. Um, we have a lot of free resources uh, and you can also download the cold calling survival guide. And oh. the subtitle is start setting appointments in the next 24 hours. And that is a step-by-step -step guide about what you need to be doing to start setting appointments in the next 24 hours. Awesome. Imagine having calls like sales calls scheduled in your calendar in 24 hours. Like that's powerful because that changes the direction of your business immediately. Absolutely. We've got a new year starting yeah. and fill your pipeline with qualified opportunities, prospects that are likely to say yes to you. Yeah. And think about where you'll be at the end of the year in a completely yeah, and, different place. And people are still buying. Like I know yeah. it's, economically, it's very difficult. A lot of companies are challenged and struggling and there's still plenty of opportunity out there for everybody. Yeah. One of the things that we do with our clients, uh, sometimes they've been in one market and they need to make a shift into another market because of uh, what's going on right now. And also sometimes they've had an approach that worked great until <laughs> the past nine months. And so they need, they need a different approach. So we help them retool all of that. But you're right, people, people are buying. Yeah. There's opportunity, when there's a shift, there's always opportunity. Yeah. So for everybody who's listening, seek that opportunity and get Wendy's guide because it's going to help you fill your pipeline overnight, which is fantastic. Wendy, where else can people connect with you in addition to the website or is that the best place? Well, visit us at coldcallingresults.com. You also connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for being here today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. This has been phenomenal. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. And I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review, it would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders. 